Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. There may not be a surefire recipe for success on Broadway, but you have to admit that combining Kristen Chenoweth and Peter Gallagher in a screwball comedy directed by Scott Ellis is a pretty good formula. And their collaboration in On the 20th Century has already garnered them five Tony nominations. I'm very pleased to have this chance to welcome them back to our show. Hello. Hey, Leonard. Great to be here. Kristen, how many different people in your life have had to suggest have suggested that you do this musical before you finally <laughs> took their advice? My my first, uh, my, my main mentor, my, my voice teacher from Oklahoma, Florence Birdwell, when I was 19, suggested it. And so when you were 19, it was already suggested Yeah, she you. said, you're going to do this role one day. And, uh, you know, I didn't pay close attention to her. I, actually, I should have. And then um, about 12, 15 years ago, I... Uh, Adolph and Betty came to a recording session I did of a song of theirs called If from Two on the Isle. This is Adolph Green and Betty Comden, mm-hmm. and they who wrote the book here. Yeah, and they said, you have to do this part, Kristen. It's, it was written for Madeline Kahn, but you must do this part. And I always remembered it. And then a few years ago, Scott said, let's do a reading of it. And we did it, and that's kind of how it evolved. But I heard you actually wanted to do Hello, Dolly. I did. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. But the thing is, Dolly is is timeless, ageless in my mind. Lily, you know, for me, it, it needed to happen now. So it was the right timing more. You mean you're, you're the right age. Correct, correct. Pity, you've been doing a fair amount of television between Rescue Me and Covert Affairs. Did you get a hankering for the stage again, or did this opportunity just reawaken it? I always have a hankering for a great role. And uh, and I've I've found a lot of my best roles on stage, and I've always wanted to do a musical with Kristen, and uh, I saw the original production of On the Twentieth Century, but my attention was purely on Kevin Klein at that point because I was a young man, <laughs> having just come off the road in a bus and truck of Greece with Scott, uh-huh. and about to go into the Broadway company, and so I wasn't paying attention to to uh, Oscar Jaffe, John Collins' wonderful portrayal of that. You know, I thought I'll never be that old. Had either of you seen the movie? The Howard sure. Hawks film. Amazing. I mean, so Great you, you, you're following John Barrymore and Carol Lombard. Lombard. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good, pretty big shoes to fill. <laughs> and then Madeline Kahn in the first production. Yes. And this, uh, it, and then you have the music by Cy Coleman. This is um, pretty heavy heritage here. Well, yeah, it is. It, it is. <clears throat> Scott, uh, was it your idea to do a revival of this particular musical? Had you been? Considering any others as, uh, as well? You know what? I have loved, loved, loved this show for a very long time. And I had called Chenoweth and I said, okay, here's the deal. You call her Chenoweth? I call her Chenoweth. <laughs> I say, here's the deal. 
this is a show I want to do. If you want to do it, then we're moving forward. If you don't want to do it, that's fine, and I'm just going to move on. So it was really her decision. She said, because I didn't see anybody else in it, nobody else, anybody. And uh, she said yes, and I. then it took us a couple years to sort of figure out timing. And then Peter was brought in about a year before this, too, because he was someone that was on top of my list, and I said, and I've known him forever, and I said, would you come in and we'll just play? And so Peter came in, and the three of us just sat in a room and played a little bit. It was so magical that, sort of, that afternoon. That was sort of perfect. To well, hear him sing it. You've all worked to, uh, with each other, but not all together? This is the first time, Kristen, you and Peter... Yes. Working together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Scott, uh, you have kind of become a specialist in revivals. You wound up doing not one but two Broadway revivals almost simultaneously. Uh, when we had Patricia Clarkson and Alessandro Nivola on here to talk about the Elephant Man, mm-hmm. you couldn't come because you were already involved in rehearsals for 20th Century. Right. And then uh, you can't take it with you. Was running too. Okay. There. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I try Wait, how, how many shows I, is I, that? Was that? Is that three, Peter? I think, I that's think three so. Shows. I think three, three shows running yeah. on Broadway. Make uh, so yes, well you have a you have a com- <laughs> was, you have a comedy there, then a very dark yes play, yes. and then and this, this bubbly material. Yeah, it was sort of a perfect year, a perfect storm, meaning a really good storm of three things coming together, uh, and it, they were all joyous. And uh, uh, I think we saved the bigger, <laughs> the biggest one for the end. We I think we just kept looking at each other during rehearsals and going, "Oh my guts, this is big." <laughs> This is just big. It's a beast. It's, oh a, my beast. God, it's a beast. <laughs> when you're yeah. doing uh, a revival like this, can you do any improvisation, at least during rehearsal? Well, sometimes during performance, <laughs> depending on what happens or doesn't happen. Whether you like it or not. So some of our favorite moments. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we were very true, obviously, you know, to the script and obviously the score. But there's a couple of spots where Scott would say, I wonder if we could just tiny make a tiny change or, or tweak something a little bit and luckily we had Amanda Green on site and, and Marco and Marco, Marco Panette, Panette you who know came in to, to do some yeah. writing here and there so, that, so it that, was really fun actually yeah so I think it was just enough don't you yes, just totally. enough to make it 2000 what, what's the year what are we talking about 2050 writing and then there are the surprises <laughs> that occur I'm not going to talk about costume surprises <laughs> oh yeah that's the, one of the most fun parts of the show yeah, and I, I t- we were so lucky to work with William Ivy Long. Oh. Just there, literally, is nobody better. I don't think. Don't you feel? Better. Yeah, I totally agree with you, yeah. Scott. But don't you feel, Peter, that William Ivy Long, when you put on your suit or when you put on your shoes, or just don't you just feel like he nailed it so much that you just feel the character? Don't you just feel Oscar Jeffy? I I do, and I, I love William Ivy Long, and I, I felt it when he dressed me for uh, Guys and Dolls years before, and uh, and you know his his talent and his his understanding of the character and how it supports your portrayal of it is enormous. As his his gentility and his just his manner as a person you just can't help but love and i've asked actors in the past how much the 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 costume affects your sense of the character you're playing and uh, most actors say a lot and then a couple look at me like are you crazy what's the difference (laughs) oh gosh i have i think it's so important right oh and uh, certainly as a director i lean on them and and we also especially if it's the only thing you wear during the whole show is that one suit that's right right. so you don't want to be at war with your suit you know it's 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 a challenge because you 
you finally do get into the costumes or you finally do look at the set. And we have David Rockwell doing this unbelievable set. And I think that helped everything. I truly did. I think we saw the costumes like, yeah, that's right. And when we walked on that set after such a long time of just models and, and, and rehearsals and going, oh, my gosh. But this, this is, is what Scott Ellis does better than anybody. He gets the exact right person for every key element to the show. There's and you just, knew that the, and you knew that the chemistry was going to work here? He, he does. He, he just does. Right. I, I, you know, I had always want, wanted it to be Peter, but he knew for the other characters. He knew the set designer, who it should be. He knew the cop. He just sees it. It's really a, a unique, incredible talent to have. I, wow. I can't do that. I can only think about, of course, the narcissistic <laughs> self. And, you know, if I, could, if I could applaud Scott further, not that he needs it. But um, we all do. Well, but, uh, he's only had what, three shows on Broadway. What, this year one of them. Um, I know there's, we can't even get any more lines out of it. I don't even know what <laughs> or, or gags. But uh, one of the great things Scott has done with this production, in addition to bringing these great people together and and uh, from top to bottom, is that uh, he hasn't imposed, at least obviously on us, a concept, an overriding concept that is ultimately constraining, or you know, uh, diminishing in some ways, and given us at least the illusion of a great sense of ownership in these performances and in the discovery of the piece. I've, I've often felt that we were, you know, I'm sure, you know, you have, you were very clear about what you liked and what you didn't like. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but there was never a sense that that your ideas or your point of view, uh, w there was no place for it, and it, and it, it's a very valuable thing. And then that we all kind of allowed the, the, the show to be discovered and for us to to own them, the performances. Peter Gallagher is talking about Scott Ellis, who's directed on the 20th century. Peter plays Oscar Jaffe in it, and Christian Chenoweth plays Mildred Plotka, Lily Garland. Uh, it is running, it's been extended through July 19th. Um, did you encourage them, uh, I don't mean just these two, but yeah. everybody to kind of chew the scenery. I mean, this is a play that actually leads to that sort of thing. You sort of have to get there, but I will the way I approach it always is you've got to start with, with truth and the reality. If you don't have that, then you can't go to that place. You've got to start with the stakes, and by the way, stakes couldn't be higher. You're on a train, 16 hours, Jaffe needs something, you know, and it takes. So we always started with that first, right. and That's then true. from there, then it was able. You know, there's no ceiling as long as it's based in truth. You, you can never go too big. You can't go too. I mean, yes, you can go too big if it's not based in reality and truth. If it is, then yeah, who knows what that ceiling is? There is isn't it the reality and truth of this. <coughs> Maybe one of you can just give us a short synopsis of the plot. <coughs> Take it people. away, Peter. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, we'll get you a coffee. <laughs> I just have to do a little CPR and just give me a second. <laughs> um, well, it's a story. Of course, just use your I'm, tongue. I'm, use your tongue, <laughs> and we'll be fine. <laughs> um, I, I'd hate that. Hey, I, of course, I will. Um, I'm using it as we speak. Um, well, uh, of course, it's going to be. It's going to be the, the world according. It's going to be the world control. It'll be the world according to Oscar Jaffe. Scott, you better take <laughs> you it. You so took the wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's fairly simple. It's just you, the, these this the, these two people, this uh, producer and actress, met. You know how many years ago? Five years ago, mm -hmm. and she was nothing, and he made her a Broadway star. She then left him, went to Hollywood, became a big movie star. But she left him with cause. 
with cause, cheating well said, and, and well said, other things. You you're right. absolutely he cheated right. on her in cheated Pittsburgh. Her in Pittsburgh, you're absolutely right. Where nothing counts. Well, uh, <laughs> yes, but nothing counts in Pittsburgh. I like to to imagine that the the tremendous success they as, as often people when they enjoy tremendous success, the first thing they do is assume they were the reason for it all. And they go off right. and pursue it on their own. And then after a while, you realize there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And that you had a kind of uh, uh, symbiotic and thing going on that had value. And they both did that. Yeah. Have that. And so really she's it's become just, a big movie she's star. She's become a big movie star. He basically needs her back to get his career back and decides to get on a train, sneaks on a train because he's just been run out of Chicago with uh, the third or fourth huge flop that he's produced. <laughs> All right, four. Four, four flops. Ahead. And so his plan is, I will get Lily Garland back and we will work together. And she has no interest in that. And that's what the 16 hours on the train is about. Peter, do you have any idea who Oscar Jaffe might have been based on? Um, I based him, I, I did a lot of research on David Belasco. Um, I've and for some reason, I suspect that uh, that Betty and Adolph looked into. Belasco was known as the Bishop of Broadway, and uh, he wrote over two hundred plays. And, and you know, people thought of him anywhere from a genius to a hack. And so, within that that spectrum, there was a lot of freedom to. But I wanted to to find somebody so I could have Oscar's feet planted firmly on the planet. And uh, and I was really intrigued with Belasco and his ingenuity and his, uh, you know. Tremendous versatility. Kristen, or should I say Christy Dawn, is there something <laughs> I had no idea? It just made me feel you? like my, I was back in Oklahoma. <laughs> that was, that's your name? You changed it to Kristen? Yeah. My voice teacher asked uh, me but, to do that. <laughs> but it's interesting that you play a character who also changed her name. Isn't it? Isn't it? I know. It's, there's a few comparisons there. Little town person. Um, Tough, independent, relies, falls in love with a man who helps make her. I, I have, you know, I bet everybody has uh, a Oscar Jaffe in their life, and you know, I'm not going to give too much away, but certainly I understand the. City. You're not going to tell us who you are. Oh was. no, no, no! <laughs> but I'll, I'll just say I relate to it, and um, what I love the most about Oscar and Lily is, uh, or Mildred and Oscar, is um, they know each other so well. And though they really want the success, and they are narcissists, they do want that. They do, they do love each other, and I love that. At the end of the day, you know. We're going to take a little break and come back with more. My guests are Christian Chenoweth, who plays uh, Lily Garland, uh, Peter Gallagher, Oscar Jaffe, Scott Ellis, who directed on the 20th Century, which is presented at the Roundabout Theater Company's uh, American. Airlines Theater uh, place. Uh, They have a a number of different things around town. This is the one at 227 West 42nd Street and it is running through July 19th. For ticket information, you can go to our show page at WNYC.org and we'll come back and talk about five Tony nominations. Great. with my slingshot and I'll hit at them with my back up against the wall angry birds pecking with their beaks or some merch 
Peter Gallagher singing in the new Broadway revival of On the 20th Century, directed by Scott Ellis, also starring Kristen Chenoweth, uh, and running through July 19th. The listener has asked, when you have seen the original production and blocking is when Kevin Klein was flitting around uh, the, the quarters, does that affect the way you block a scene? Um, I don't tend to block a scene as much as just coming in and starting to have a and uh, I mean we know what the set is but sort of I, I always say let's play now let's just play I don't come in I used to but I don't do it anymore it's like let's find out what the actors do I was lucky I never saw the original production so I didn't have any of that uh in the back of my mind, although I had seen pictures, I'd read about it, I did my research, and we were also lucky that we had Phyllis Newman with us, uh, and she, Adolph's widow, and she was incredibly helpful through the process and would say, you know, you might try this or that. She was great, and so we were lucky that way. Uh, but no, I don't tend to go back into something like that. We'll find it new and what's on the script, and then we'll take it from from there. So blocking-wise, I didn't I didn't know what Kevin did. So we, we came up with that stuff. And was that's, all discovered. that's yet another gift from this director. You know mm. what I mean? He gives there you that no freedom. Rules. There are no rules. Okay. And I have no memory, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Well, well was I can't slate. imagine you you would have seen a, a production, what, 19, when was it? 78, 78, 77. And remember well, well, how. I wasn't born, like, so I can only speak. <laughs> you can only speak what your memory is. But uh, here's the other thing. It's not a I show that's. Three. It's not a show that's done that much. So it's not even like, oh, I've seen six productions right, of it right. in the. It's just not a show that's done very much. So it's, that was also a gift that we could bring it back to generations that hadn't seen it. Peter, you said recently there's no human being who's used to eight shows a week, and I'd imagine that's especially true when you're in a play as physical as this. Well, this is a beast. I mean, it's uh, vocally and, and physically. And, you know, I knew it going in. You know, I knew that it was going to be the the biggest challenge uh, of my career, just to, to sing and to stay alive, you know, in those... Uh, and But it's great. You know, it's, it's once... It's, you know, the toughest thing about eight shows a week is showing up and once you're there and you hear the orchestra and you see your colleagues and whom you love like family and it's just you you're right where you belong and and feeling good it's the hardest part i've ever it's the hardest really mm-hmm. this is the hardest part mm-hmm. oh yeah people expect <laughs> Kristen to sing but they but you do an awful lot of non-singing roles i know i like to keep people <laughs> off balance and surprise them <laughs> well listen you you heard that right before we came back in i mean you know he has an incredible voice, and this is a really tough role to to sing, and he does it beautifully, and that's uh, that was exciting. And by the way, when but you're why, thinking yeah, of people, but I wonder why Kristen says this is the most difficult well, role you've ever done. You've done some pretty difficult roles. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's 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 like the train that doesn't stop, mm-hmm. and it's 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 aria, you know, it's um, operatic in nature. It's the comedy. It's the dancing. It's it's just hard. I'm thinking about poor Andy Curl, who gets banged around mm-hmm. an awful lot during this. It must be really hard for him. I think he, he's got it in his body. Don't I think we all have it on our bodies now? And he gets a lot of buck for the bang. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's kind of great. Yeah. I mean, if, if for that role, I mean, he's he's so wonderful and inventive. Mm. 
and so good. And it pays. It just yeah. it's it's so great to hear the audience, you know, explode. Have you done this much singing and dancing in previous productions? It's funny for me. I mean, Scott, when I was twenty something, <laughs> um, he cast me in Steel Pier. Is that is that where you met? Yes. yes. You and yeah. Scott. She came in and auditioned. I yeah. came in and auditioned, and um, I wanted that part so bad. And John and Fred wrote me this incredible aria. I mean, it's when you listen to it now, don't you just go, yeah. what? It's like yeah. Glitter and Be Gay, that kind. And I had to dance a lot. And, and but, but, you know, my role was all about Eve. It wasn't driven by Precious. It was, But that was a lot of singing and dancing. And, you know, I, I, different parts have been. But this is just everything, I think. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you have to. I mean, you know, guys and dolls, Sky Masterson. That was a lot of singing and dancing. And <laughs> Scott and I did Grease together. There was a lot of singing and dancing there. And I did the very next show that Comden and Green did after on the 20th Century for Hal Prince, which was a doll's life. But again, this one, you know, you have to keep the show and infl- I've got to constantly keep the show inflated. You know, and yeah. and 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 the stakes. Oscar is in this life death situation where he's about to lose it all, or gain it all, or win it all, and come up with a play and get her signature on a contract, and so that it's you're driving it. And then on top of that, I have eleven little arias that you know <laughs> you, that you, you, don't you, call you them can't songs. betray. <laughs> no well, songs, no, just... you can't croon these little yeah. babies, you know. And, uh, and 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 in the heights and the depths you go to vocally in the dialogue, can't then all of a sudden you know shatter the vocal performance. So it's a, it's I've learned a lot from Kristen watching her you know modulate her, her speaking and singing you know because I'm like, Mister No Hold Back. All right, let's go. And you can't really you have got to choose your moments. Now what Scott? What did you think of Kristen when she auditioned for you the first time? I've told that story before. It was. She came in, and uh, John Cantor and Fred Epp and Susan Stroman, and we were sitting there, and this young girl we had never heard from her walked in, and she she sang, and then she read. I don't know if you read first time, but you certainly sang. And I just remember when she walked out of the room, we all sort of looked at each other when she left and went, what was that? What? <laughs> It's like what something did, out of a musical. What, what just came in and went? I mean, it was just, I've told her this before, but there was not one second after she left that first time that we weren't going to cast her. It was. It just wasn't. She might. She didn't know, but we knew. And you always, as a director, you always, I always tell this to actors, is that when you come into audition, believe me, all the director wants is you to, is for someone to go and nail it. And that's, that's all you want, you know. And you have great people come in audition and you have a smaller group that says, yeah, they could do the role. And then you're always hoping for that one person to walk in and go, and that's it. And that's what happened when she walked in. It was just like she left the room and said, that was it. Now, there's a scene uh, in this uh, production where you have your whole body kind of curled like a dumbbell in your boyfriend's arms while you're smoking. Uh, (laughs) Happens every day in my life. (laughs) Is that something that was worked out in rehearsal? That's not in the script. No, no. um, And I just said to Andy one day, just think of me as any prop. (laughs) Any prop you want, I'm it. And 
I said, I feel like you need to curl me. But what I really thought was bench pressing. But he said, what if I... Which we tried that, too. We did try. We tried. We, believe me, we tried everything. We did. We did. And by the way, Andy's well, the one that's... you're not the heaviest person in the world. <laughs> but true. Andy's the one that sort of started exploring that sort of muscular, you oh, know, yeah. thing. And I don't know if Kevin did that or not, but he was very much into that. And yeah. so I think that sort of started this whole, let's explore, what else can you do with that? Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But are you... Are you ever worried about the kinds of accidents that can occur? You had a terrible accident on The Good Wife. Sure I am. Um, but the minute we started working together, and this um, is the same with Peter, you know, there's a trust that happens or doesn't happen between two actors. And I can usually tell pretty quick the trust factor. And I have it with both men. And so therefore You get would, picked up a bunch of times. Yes, and I would give my body to either one of them in any way, shape, or fashion concerning the show. Oh, concerning could you show. sign that remark, please? <laughs> please. And ladies and gentlemen, right Oscar Jaffe. His agent has a contract already <laughs> written. I have it right here. Contract? Contract? And this is what rehearsal was like, by the way. We did laugh a lot. Yes. Oh my gosh, we laughed. Yes. My guests are Kristen Chenoweth, Peter Gallagher, and Scott Ellis. We're talking about On the 20th Century, which is at the Roundabout Theater company is the Roundabout Theater Company production at the American Airlines Theater at 227 West 42nd Street, running through July 19th, extended to July 19th. Could it be extended again, or do you have other commitments? I think we, we as much as we l- we'd love to do it longer, everyone, A, Roundabout has another show coming in, and these guys all have c- commitments. We're, we're, we're selling out, and, and I always said to everybody, I said, you know what, let's just go out way on top yeah. just way on top people really want to see the show and not uh, so we're going to go out with a bang and yeah, we're but happy you, that you've had five it. Tony nominations if you mm-hmm. win a bunch of Tonys people then, they, who... then it'll even be harder to get into so we're okay with that you know we, we're I think we're a, it's a difficult show, but B, I think we don't want to start losing people, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that eventually we would, and we're just all happy that we're going to play yeah. it a little bit longer. Than well, these that. days, actors who live in New York have so many other options. There's so many movies being made, so much television being made, and, uh, well, Scott, you don't do too much television. I do a lot of television. You do? Okay. That, well, that, the uh, second yeah. we opened, he was off to L.A. to make pilot. <laughs> I was out in L.A. a couple, for a month making, uh, shooting two pilots. So, so yes, I... So you have how many shows right <laughs> I had, now? I had three shows. 200. And I, it, I have a couple shows on television now, and then it, it did did two more this season that look pretty good, so I might have several on. Too. But tell, tell I, them about the novel. <laughs> <laughs> New York Times and, and the memoir. Oh my gosh! Listen, I have twin, the five-year-old twins. I have to do some television. I'll pay for school. Are you kidding me? So, I'm lucky. In your case, Peter, um, many actors uh, at a certain point in their lives say, "I have to come to New York to make it." You were born in New York. You were born in Manhattan. I was weren't born you? in Lenox Hill, yeah. and then you moved away. Well, we moved up to. Uh, we were in the Bronx at that point, and we moved up to uh, a couple blocks north, the Bronx River Road in Yonkers. So we got out of, <clears throat> and then when I I more or less grew up in Armonk, you know, we moved when I was still pretty young up to Armonk, where uh, which was like moving to British Columbia. I don't think my mother left the house for ten years there. Was, I'm not going out there. <laughs> snakes and birds. <laughs> they were your parents weren't in the business. No, 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 no. My fa- my mother was first generation, and my my dad's uh, dad was a coal miner, and he was he was a f- 
he got an education. He was in outdoor advertising, booze and cigarettes. Mm. Were they surprised when you said you wanted to become an actor? Um, I think so. You know, my mother was very cool. My my, my, my father said, Gallagher, really? (laughs) And uh, and I think I I remember the first time they saw me, I could hear my father say, where, man? Where is he? And, of course, I was right, right on stage. Um, but my mother, was, uh, my mother was very, she thought of it as a kind of a vocation. She thought it was anything that brought people joy was a kind of a holy and good thing to do. And then you'd grow out of it. Uh, you know. But you, you started pretty much on top uh, on Broadway with Glenn Close and Kevin Klein in Tom Stoppard's The the Real Thing. Actually, I started in the first revival of Hair in 77, ah. and then I did the original Company of Greece, and uh, then A Doll's Life f- for Hal Prince. And so The Real Thing, and then The Corn is Green with Cicely Tyson, and then something else. And then it wasn't until after that that I ended up doing The Real Thing, which was the first show I had done. I created a role, and it was a hit. I'd created other roles that were tremendous flops, but it was a big hit with all these one Mike Nichols and you know Jeremy and Glenn, and that was uh, that was a that was a great experience. But and what it was, was it like working coming. with Jack Lemmon in Long Day's Journey and Tonight? It was one of the great experiences of my life. Um, Jack was like a father to me. He, uh, you know, he, <laughs> you know, we would, and when he was. When he was really one, when we played it in London on Broadway and in London, and when he was really, really on fire in the show, he'd at the end of the, we'd be walking off the the stage and the curtain call and say, "Hey, hey, hey kid, you, you, you want to do a little uh, do a little work tonight? I'll buy you a sandwich." And uh, I said, "Sure, Jack." And so we'd go back out on stage after everybody had left and there was nobody, and we'd rehearse and he'd say, "Peter, what did I do? I don't know what I did. I know I it was good, but how do I do it again tomorrow?" And then he'd leave and say, hey, kid, you, you got anything lined up yet? I said, no, Jack. He said, yeah, me neither. And so it, it, it was huge. Wow. Scott, I, I mentioned uh, television. You've worked on 30 Rock, Modern Family, The Good Wife, yeah. uh, Weeds. Yep. And, Kristen, you also in The Good Wife. We don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> it's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you totally recovered from the accident? Not totally, but come a long ways. Uh-huh. Come a long ways. And you've been... Doing a lot of television as well. Yeah. Uh, is it mostly here, or is it back in LA? For me, it's it seems like it's been mostly Los Angeles with Glee, and um, of course, Pushing Daisies and West Wing. And I've, you know, I love Los Angeles. I love the weather. I love going driving through a, a studio lot. I'll never forget the first time I drove on a the lot of Paramount in my Honda. My agent said you can never drive on this lot again in that Honda. Um, you have to but, come in a big car. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know. And I, I never really changed, but um, I will say that <clears throat> it's it's always a good feeling. And then all of you, despite all of the success in television and, and movies, hanker to go back into theater. What's next? What's next for you, Peter? Um, well, I'm finishing up the uh, second season of. HBO's Togetherness, in which I love working with uh, Mark and Jade Duplass, wonderful filmmakers, and uh, and I don't know exactly what's going to be after that. Hoping to do some more SVUs, which I love doing, playing the chief of police there. And uh, with he's a so good cast. on that show. And uh, <laughs> but, but you know nowadays you, you can't pardon. They don't let you sing. <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> but you know nowadays you can't just do one thing. You got to do, do a whole bunch of things and keep a lot of balls. It's a different, yeah. it's a different age. And Kristen, 
It will be concert work. Um, I have a theater in Broken Arrow, um, and I'm starting a new summer arts um, camp for kids this summer. And, you know, I am working on some other um, shows for the future for Broadway. And, you know, I'd love to even revisit um, this show in some other capacity. But just keeping, keeping on, keeping on, like Peter said, keeping on, keeping on. Thank you all so much for being on our show, Kristen Chenoweth. Peter Gallagher, Scott Ellis on the 20th Century presented by the Roundabout Theatre Company at the American Airlines Theatre 227 West 42nd Street running through July 19th. For ticket information you can go to our show page at wnyc.org and good luck with the Tonys. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you.